0: listening to the freeform rock podcast with Mark Alden Taylor
1: welcome to the freeform rock podcast what's up Lee and we have a special guest today you could introduce him Lee
2: okay well I am in, in a kind of feeling of pain but it's not because of our guest our guest is cool and he'll probably make me feel better because he's a doctor. His name is Doctor Fuck. Ralph Vieira, how are you doing?
3: Uh, you pronounce that with a C K. It's F U K K, bro. <laughs> oh,
2: alright, I'm sorry.
3: No, uh, enough of the don't 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 be using that salty language on the Freeform
2: Rock Podcast. Alright,
3: alright. Say oh, Doctor okay. Freaking.
2: <laughs> alright, alright. Doctor, oh God, I have a bad testicle. Can you help?
3: Oh uh, no, not, not not there. Oh,
2: but... oh, 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 okay, oh, 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 okay. I'll I'll try and think if I can think of a thing to that's not salty language. All I'll say it, but right now I can't think of any. Oh, <laughs> yeah. doctor, doctor, salty cracker. Yeah, it's good. I like that. <laughs> all right, all right. Cracker.
1: Uh, why are you saying that? Because he's white, or no? He's Cuban, dude.
2: No, no, I, I'm I'm saying it because of we buy Ritz crackers. Oh, <laughs>
1: that's
2: that's all I was thinking.
1: Watch out with those Ritz crackers; they have weed killer in them.
2: <laughs> oh, okay, wheat killer. Well, they're made from wheat, so ew. <laughs> all
1: right. Well, today we're gonna do the. Chinese democracy album from Guns N' Roses, but before we get into that, I would like to give uh Dr. Fuck, Ralph Vieira, a chance to talk about the kiss scabs because this is getting really interesting.
3: <laughs> well, uh yeah, they just uh they just did their fell uh they just started their farewell tour and uh there's footage of Paul Paul Stanley lip syncing. Some reports are saying that Gene Simmons is lip syncing. Uh I was expecting a much better stage show. That shit was stupid. Looks like a bunch of like like fucking beehives and shit, like like who who's sponsoring this tour? Honeycomb cereal? <laughs> it's fucking terrible.
2: Yeah, it it, it kinda felt like, like they had little kids um um make little finger paintings and say, Hey Paul, do this and he did it.
3: What kind of medication you on Lee?
2: Um, i'm i'm not on it
3: uh, anyway, maybe that's why all
2: right go on i'm just naturally cuckoo for cocoa Puffs. yeah
3: well they're cuckoo for honeycombs
2: oh okay that's why i'm not going but anyway yeah. i didn't mean to interrupt you go on
3: yeah it's terrible it's uh and gene salmons somebody pulled up an interview he did in 2015 saying oh it's a shame how bands use tapes if you're going to use a tape live you should put it on the ticket that it's going to be like tapes. Uh, everything they say is like fraudulent, and they're hypocrites. And uh, and, yeah. and the worst part about it at all is their fans. Like you see, like their fans go, "Oh, I don't care if they're using tape." It's like, well, of course you don't care. You don't care. There's two people up there in Ace, Fairly Peter, Chris makeup. So obviously, you love the fake. So uh, yeah, fuck those fans too. Fuck Scott Scab. They're not fans. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry, the True Proof fans are the ones that that, that, that love old Kiss and that don't like the fakeness of Kiss today and will not accept two guys in that fucking makeup. I mean, it's cool if you if you will support the current Kiss, but come on, one thing I can't stand about these, these fans that support uh, current Kiss is they can't say, hey, we'll support them because we're sheep. They can't say that the day that they say we're sheep is the day that uh you know i'll I'll respect these sheep so fuck kids fuck into the road fuck all that shit and ace fraley rules thank you yeah
1: i've seen people out there like make excuses for ace go well ace can't play that anymore ace can't do this ace is sloppy ace is always sloppy and ace is the reason why i went back and listened to kiss from fraley's comment his first album I freaking love that. Well, not his first album technically; it was a Kiss solo album, but that's the one I heard from Rock Soldiers, and fuck, I loved Ace from then. And then I went back. Oh, he was in Kiss. <laughs> but there, no, no, all- no,
3: everybody, everybody is. All these sheep are quick to say Ace is a drug addict. Ace can't play anymore. Peter Criss can't play anymore. But not one of them says Paul can't sing anymore. Yeah, <laughs> and he's allowed in the band. And who, who in Kiss always slam past members? For their musical ability. Paul, Karma's a bitch. Yeah. And and I saw Ace a couple months ago, and he was awesome. I've seen Ace play shitty shows. And I can admit it. I've seen him play real shit shows. Last time I saw Ace with his new band, he played fucking great. You know, I mean, there's a little sloppiness to Ace's playing, but that's the charm. The charm of Ace is the spontaneousness. Not this perfect playing from Tommy Thayer oh everything is so pitch perfect just like a record, when I want to go see a live band, I want danger you know, and then all these people oh cause he's a drug addict, well you ever heard the term sex, drugs, and rock and roll you're a bunch of, I'm telling you man this generation a bunch of PC pussies, they're a bunch of pussies eel drugs, eel drugs fucking drugs made some of the greatest albums, man, Sergeant Pepper I rest my case
2: yeah yeah if 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 you all want to see there's someone named makeup girl she she just puts on her makeup and then she's like oh um and then i go and i saw kiss oh um give me a little more eyeshadow oh (coughs) what happened was I, i went and i saw them they were really cool um there was a guy named um pasta. No, I, I I mean I mean phony baloney. I, I mean Tommy. I mean, I, that's what I hear, but, but you know, it was all good. You know, give me some more makeup, bitch. I ain't hiring you for nothing. Hey, oh, it was so good. They played rock and roll at night and they did a song. I think it was a song that sounded like Guns N' Roses, but, you know, who cares? You know, I went and I smoked pot and then I got home and got laid and, hey, it was a great show.
1: Uh, it's like one, one guy I saw said, yeah, Paul might be using stuff to uh, make his voice sound better. I go, what do you mean by that? He couldn't answer, and I was like, wow. Yeah, it's called a tape. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's like, so uh, I think Vincent put up a meme today that I stole where it showed him getting in Milli Vanilli. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw
3: that. That shit's genius. I know. Vincent Cavanaugh is a fucking genius.
1: I know. I, I told Tim him I Tim with the it. Breams.
3: <laughs> Tim Meme with the Breams put a picture today of Paul Stanley with a bunch of sheep. Oh, that was great. <laughs>
1: that was hilarious, too.
3: <laughs> and there's an <laughs> influx. There's an influx now on the Almost Human Facebook page of these scab supporters, which I allow anybody in. If you love the scabs, you're allowed in my thing. But don't come in there and lecture us about how we're wrong. Fuck you. You're wrong if you can't admit this shit's a fucking facade. And and, and how about that set list? Holy fuck. Holy are we stuck batman i mean there's nothing new it's it's just terrible and you know another thing i want to bring up i i haven't even brought this up on my almost human videos you know kiss is known you know the thing is kiss has got to play the hits because it's true most people that go to shows only know the hits so they got to stick to the formula of the hits but honestly kiss only has like three hits that the masters know beth i want to rock and roll night and uh what else maybe uh I don't even know what uh, I was made for loving you.
2: All yeah, the they should only it, do you know, three three songs. And they don't know a hundred
3: thousand years. They don't know all these other D tracks. Mix it up with other D tracks. It doesn't matter. Thank
2: you. Yeah. All all right. So that or just play three songs and just get off the stage? You yeah, know,
3: or play them over and over again. They
1: don't care. They're yeah. Shit. Yeah. And I'm just laughing how they're having a painter as an opening act and not a real band, because I think they're scared the opening band will blow them off the stage. Of course.
2: I they actually will. saw the, the, the footage um, of the painter doing some, and I think he's better than Kiss.
3: It <laughs> put ants in his pants. You see how that guy can't fucking stand still?
2: Yeah, but I, I kind of think that's interesting. I would probably actually go just to see him as long as as I was able to paint myself a ticket and then come in and not have to pay,
1: you know? <laughs> hey, man, make a scab ticket. <laughs> yeah. <you> <laughs> yeah, everything
3: about yeah. that shit's fake, so you might as well get in with a fake ticket. That's yeah. true. And, and $100 shirts. Oh, shit. Yeah. A beanie for 50 bucks. A beanie. You know, a beanie uh, can go for like damn. 10 bucks. Get get go Buy a kiss patch for 5 bucks. Buy a beanie for 10 bucks. Sew it on there, 15 bucks.
1: Yeah, damn, they're just they're just fleecing the fans, and and they don't seem to care about it. It's like this. Does this band need any more money? What's going on? It's like,
3: you know, and, I, and, I, and I'm all I'm all for making money, and I always use the the term. Look, nobody puts a gun to your head to buy this crap, but at the same time, come on, man, you're gonna charge fifty bucks for a beanie. It's like, come on,
2: you, you know you what know I that
3: think fucking rip
2: off. Yeah. You know what I think they should do? The the the, the people. They should all go wearing Iron Maiden shirts and then just putting a piece of paper taped and putting the word KISS over Iron Maiden. Uh, but but make it so that they can still see that it's an Iron Maiden shirt. But make it look like they're they're trying to make it into a KISS shirt.
3: Well, they should put Scab KISS over Iron Maiden. <laughs> Paul would oh, have yeah. them
1: take off the Iron Maiden shirt. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: what a shame. And, you know, according to the real KISS fans... We're not allowed to talk about. It. If you don't like it, shut up. Fuck you. I talk all I fucking want, especially <laughs> these motherfuckers that weren't even born when I got into Kiss. Get out of my fucking way, you fucking beep squeak. Get off my <laughs> lawn.
1: <Thank> yeah. <laughs> all right. So that w- that was the Kiss news. But before we get into the Chinese democracy, we have our newer <laughs> artists of the week. Which is, I picked a group called Deer Stalker, The Eternal Facade of Complacency. Uh, Lee picked Another Sky, called, a song called Chillers. And Ralph picked Burning Witches Black Widow, which we played a Burning Witches song on a couple weeks ago because Ralph got me nice. into the band. Freaking nice. killer album. <laughs> oh, yeah. <They're> awesome. <laughs> All right. So here are the newer artists Death Stalker, Another Sky, and Burning Witches on the Freeform Rock Podcast. with our newer artist spotlight.
0: So- How are you feeling about the, the band that you have now? You, you, you said earlier, well, I, you feel a gelling? I, I feel great with, with the lineup and, and, and the chemistry and stuff. I feel like the right people help make Chinese and, uh, and some of the other songs that we've done. And I think the right people are playing in that, that want to be here and found their way to be here and fight to be here and work hard here. And they all push each other, and all give each other a hard time.
2: How do you feel about Chinese Democracy now that it's been out for a few years? Did, did it live up to your expectations and what you wanted it to be and, and all the work you put into it?
0: I think that uh, it's done a lot of that. I think it's going to do more. People all over the world like a lot of things about it. You know, uh, there are certain songs we do live, you know, and, and they react. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, think it's, I think it's working. It's, it's, it's working in ways. On, on stage, is kind of between Tommy and I, Mm-hmm. And you know and Tommy's talking with the other other band guys and stuff and and I'm going with what I feel I have the most energy I can put into and and what you know my guesstimate of where the crowd's at at that time with what to try to hit them with I mean like in Orlando you know we went to the to the ACDC song, Riff Raff. I, I I just needed that to pick myself up at the time, and I told him that. I go, hey, I need some, get my mojo going, so I gotta do this song for me. Yeah. <laughs> you did a whole lot of Rosie tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we did both. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right, and Riff right Raff. You know what's great? that you Your catalog is so great that you could put Welcome to the Jungle, a second song. Yeah. Most bands yeah. would well, go, that's yeah. our encore, that's <laughs> our last song. You guys yeah, used to open with, and now it's a second song in your set, because you know you got so many great songs well, after that. Well, you know, also, like, we were in I don't know what country we were in at the time, and they were all just really excited. And this beer comes flying, and I was like, "I was like, you know what? Because sometimes we've stopped Chinese and then started again. But I was like, going, you know what? No, I want to. It's like." Let's just forget that song right now. Let's just go right to Jungle and let's start the whole show over. But hit him with Jungle, uh, not as the second song. Let's hit it as the first song. The band thought that was pretty funny. There, like, really? just forget <laughs> that. Got it. Just got it. Just got it. You go. Know, let's not even finish the song. We'll yeah. just go right to that. <laughs> That's funny.
1: So let's get into this album that was just uh, turned over 10 years old in November of last year. Uh, this album came out with a lot of controversy because it took 10 years to make and half the band most of the band was fired or quit. The only original well the original member is Axel Rose and with uh, the keyboard is Dizzy Reed and he had multiple musicians on here including one of the greatest guitar players I like and I know Ralph likes his buckethead yeah mm-hmm. great guitar player yeah. you had Robin Fick and uh, Tony Stinson drums John Fries and Chris Pittman mm-hmm. so let's get into this album um, so what did you think of the first track which is the title track Chinese uh, democracy uh, oh, crap I'm out of it uh, yeah it's Chinese democracy just Chinese democracy what do you think of it Ralph
3: um, honestly I don't like this one too much um, I don't hate the song it's like okay um, but you know, I mean, I I went out and I bought this. I was very curious about this album, like everybody was at this time. And on day release, I went to Best Buy. I have a Best Buy near my house. I said, "Fuck, man, I gotta hear this." I mean, it took so long. I mean, I've yeah. heard some of it already because I have a bootleg of Rock and Rio where they played several songs from it. So I already heard Chinese Democracy and. You know, I put it on, and I'm like, you know, I mean, it's not that I I can't say this song sucks. You know, that's one thing I got to say. And I am, uh, if and uh, we did review this on the Rock and Metal Combat podcast years and years ago. So my opinion might have changed. Maybe I said I liked this song in that episode. I don't know. But I listened to this album again uh, in preparation for this, actually today while I was driving around. And uh, I don't know, it's just... Uh, an okay song. I mean, it's, I think it's the most Guns N' Roses-like song on here. Uh that sounds mm. like classic Guns N' Roses, I think. I mean, you know, I'm talking about early Guns N' Roses, not, a. Mm. you know, Use Your Illusion. There's a lot of sounding Use Your Illusion songs. It's an okay tune, but there's much better on here. That's what I think. What do you think, Lee?
2: Oh, well, I kind of thought it sounded sort of like a combination of grunge and electronic. Kind of like if Soundgarden mixed a little bit of like Ministry or something like that and and I thought it was um, well when I first tried to hear this album and I didn't get very far um, back then um, I sort of heard this song and I thought okay it's interesting but is it really going to make me want to hear the rest of the songs and I thought uh, it's just kind of weird it's kind of like, you know, someone who decides to go off the beaten path and do some a little bit, a little bit strange. So I didn't hate it, but I, I, I just thought that it's it's, it's not the best song on here.
3: Well, I also want to add that, as I said, I think it sounds the most classic on the but it doesn't really sound like classic on the road. I'm just saying it's the one that's closest to it, but no, I can't say it sounds like, but out of every other song on this album, this is the one that, to me, it's the most straightforward, like you know how Guns N' Roses was.
1: Oh, okay. I thought it was a little bit of weird beginning on the song. I think they should have just started with the riffs, you know, da da, and just like get into the song. But I think Axel sounded great, and I love the solo on this track. It's, a, oh. I think it's a cool song to start. I think on. it's, I think it's better live. Yeah, probably. Uh,
3: when I seen, I seen this, I seen him with Buckethead and two other times with uh, Bumblefoot. And I thought this 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 song just sounded better live than it did on the record
1: cool. Oh yeah. well, Let's get into the second track Shackler's revenge. What'd you guys think of this one, Ralph?
3: Okay, uh again, uh, here's another song that you know, I, I love this album. but here I'm already saying negative shit about the first two songs Uh, this one is a little too industrial for me, but I will say I absolutely love the guitar solo uh, buckethead does on here it's i think it's the best part of the song uh but again it starts off kind of like man there's much better songs on this album that it has kind of like two strange ones opening but it is a little more upbeat so i can understand how they they put this one more toward the beginning you know to give it more of a dynamic uh you know uh heaviness to, to the beginning because it gets pretty strange after this but I, it's okay but it's a little too. Wah, 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 a little too. Uh, you know. Nine Inch Nails ish. Uh, but the solo yeah. is fucking phenomenal. I love the solo on here. But that's about all I can say good about this song. What,
1: what'd you think about it, Lee?
2: Yeah. I, I sort of thought it was Goth Industrial. Kind of like Nine Inch Nails. It was. um, Of the two songs, it was better. But. It was also the song that made me think, well, I don't need to keep hearing this album back then. (laughs) So that it was one of the songs that made me think, Okay, I heard two songs. There's a lot of songs on here. I don't want to spend more than an hour on it. And well, now I've heard the whole album. But but back then it, it was the song that made me decide not to continue listening to it.
1: I thought it sounded like Rob Zombie with mixed with Nine Inch Nails and I like I love the solo like Ralph said the solo is freaking awesome and I like I like the way uh, Axel's doubling his voice on this song but that's about it but it's a cool song I wouldn't skip it it's pretty cool and then we get into the next song which is track number three better what'd you think of this one Ralph
3: yeah now here here I'm on track and it's strange because this song has elements of stuff I don't like. It has got like hip hop beats and stuff like that, but I just love this song. I love how it kicks in after the the weird little ending with a I mean little uh, beginning with no one ever told me I was alone. Sounds like a little kid singing. Then it bam goes right into the song. And uh, something I remember I brought up on on the podcast was this this album really uh, hit me because i went through like the worst breakup i ever had in my life and these lyrics and there's other lyrics coming up on this album that really identify with my feelings at the time and it really i really identified with this song about my emotions at the time and uh it's you know lyrically it's you know it's just it's heart wrenching of you know you know cuz i was going through a bad breakup i was like uh, uh depressed and you know like pussy pussy shit i mean I mean, in retrospect, I gotta say, and, and I'm not saying this to be funny, guys. Really, I'm not. But in retrospect, this girl really did cure me because one of the most ugly emotions I had uh, when I was younger—well, fuck, we're talking eight years ago. So, I and mean, I'm old, so I was already old. Um, was jealousy. Uh, my my jealousy, and plus being Hispanic, Cuban, it, the jealousy is even worse. And she totally severed it. And again, I'm not saying this to be funny or anything, but I've had two girlfriends after this. And not that they did this, but I fantasized them cheating on me. I fantasized them fucking in front of me. And I'm and 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 i looking, you know, if I ever have a girlfriend again, the ideal girlfriend for me would be a girl that would fuck in front of me with 10 dudes. And I'm not saying that to be funny. Hmm. I'm saying that because she cured me. That's how much jealousy I have in my bones. My last girlfriend, when we broke up, I introduced her to her new boyfriend. That showed hmm. me how this girl destroyed my jealousy. So in retrospect, she did me a favor, and I know a lot of people can't identify, and you're sick and everything like that. But hey, man, I want to be a swinger now. But I can't find a girl that would swing. (laughs) <laughs> the the, uh, the only girls that I see now they're like, "Oh yeah, we'll do I'll do it with another girl." I'm like, "No, I want to see you get fucked by another dude." But they're not into that. Well, but I'm still on the search. So any oh. you girls out there, if you're listening right now and you want to be banged by 10 dudes in front of me, I I I'll, I'll, I'll date you, baby. Hmm.
4: Oh
3: shit. <laughs> what? <laughs> I would you know, see fan thing If you, you weren't, if see, if you weren't you seeing nobody, Mark, I would have introduced you to my ex-girlfriend so she could cure you.
2: <laughs> I would say the only thing you have to kind of be careful of is that the guys don't start looking at you as being pretty.
1: <laughs> oh, wow! All right, Lee, what'd you think of this song? Like well, you, huh? Like you?
2: <laughs> well,
3: like, like I, I know, was I know you say, lost it, me. Uh-huh. it's
2: it's it's a song that I would sing to one of the guys who was coming after me when I was trying to give my girlfriend. But no, it's 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 like a female singer songwriter type of trendy song. I thought kind of like it was, it was nice. It was kind of a hap- like a like a well, not happy, but but more like emo oh. kind of like more more like um oh you broke my heart, ooh ooh, but but in a Guns and Roses way. But I thought it was oddly interesting. It's not the best song on here. The, it definitely gets better as it goes along, but this song, if I had heard it back then, I, I probably would have thought, well, okay, I'll give this more of a chance. This is interesting. I kind of I kind of like it.
3: They did make a video for this song, but they never released it, though you could see it on YouTube now with a little time strip on there, and uh, mm-hmm. L- Lars
1: Ulrich does an appearance on the video. Oh, huh. so, I thought this song was weird. It goes in a lot of different directions, but it fits together, and I like the solo. It's smoking, <laughs> and I love the way Axel sounds after the bre- uh in the break of the song. Oh, really cool.
3: when he's screaming! Yeah. I never wanted you to be. So- oh my god, that shit rules. It does. I love it. It really rules. That to me is the best part of the song. When he starts fucking. Oh my god! And you know what, man? I gotta say this, and because a lot of people think I'm like this big Axle defender, because. I absolutely loved them in ACDC, which is like taboo. You're not supposed to, like, man, that guy did so good in ACDC and behaved. They went on time. He made it the Angus Young show. He fucking uh, didn't, you know, hog the spotlight. Axel Rose has matured a lot, you know. And, uh, and I saw Guns N' Roses on that last tour. They went on on time as well. And he sounded phenomenal. And they played this song that night.
1: Nice. <laughs> And then we get into the next track, "Street of Dreams." What you think of this one, Ralph?
3: Love it. This was the one song that really got me when I saw the Rock and Real song back then. It was called "The Blues." Uh, they changed the name to "Street of Dreams." Uh, this is a beautiful song. This is very, you know, uh, use your illusion ish, uh, Elton John ish, uh, and it's just a beautifully constructed song. Beautiful piano ballad. I love the way Axel sing this song. I love the the melody to it. And I really do feel this could have been a huge hit, but Axl Rose flaked and didn't promote the album. And and this album just came out and just went out on a whimper because there was absolutely no promotion behind it other than the tour. But I think this is a phenomenal ballad. I love it. What do you think, Lee?
2: Uh, I thought that um, I don't need another November Rain. I thought to myself, yeah... um okay, he probably will do this and it will be a big hit, but it's not for me. This is this is a song I'd skip.
1: I thought it was a cool song. Like he said, Elton John. I, I put in my notes, Elton John sounding, but with a harder edge. I think it's an epic song and I love it.
2: I would yeah. think it would be better than what Elton John has been doing nowadays.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's been doing anything, has he? Except doing his final uh, concerts. I saw that. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, I and
3: it and just did old songs, so I'm good with that. That's,
1: That's awesome. cool. And then we get to the next track, It There Was a Time, which uh, Dr. Fuck picked, so here, There Was a no, Time. No, 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 it's uh, If the World. Oh, if the World, uh, sorry, I skipped the wrong track. If the World, that Dr. Fuck picked, sorry, for I digress on that. So here's If the World on the Freeform Rock Podcast. that was if the world why did you pick that track ralph
3: uh it's probably my favorite song on the album it's a it, it's a grower it just bit my tongue um it, it's the grower uh i think what i really love about the song is that 70s vibe it has because it has that funk and that kind of like a vi- not violin but you know that i don't know that that sound that you heard in the 70s uh Cause I, you know, I'm a child of the '70s, and I grew up with radio that would play, you know, uh, the Ocean by Zeppelin, followed by Crocodile Rock, followed by, you know, Bob Seeger, followed by Black Sabbath, War Pigs. You know, I, I had a very eclectic childhood. Child children of the '70s were raised by radio that wasn't all one genre. And this song has that kind of funk uh, R&B uh, sound to it, and and and, as I've seen a lot on the internet, it is a song that not, is not very liked by a lot of Guns N' Roses fans, like even people that love this album would say this is their least favorite song on their album, which is odd to me because uh, it's my favorite song off the album. actually, I don't know, I think it's tied for the other song I pick, but uh, I absolutely love if the world I just love the the vibe of it, and I did see them play this with Buckethead, but then it wasn't on a set list ever since then but I think it's a phenomenal track. There's a lot; it does have a lot of kitchen sink in it. A little piano that did you know. There's a lot of sound effects going on, but overall, I think it's a solid, amazing fucking song. I love it. What do you think, Lee? Uh,
2: well, it it's all right, you know. It's, it is when I when I hear this, I'm thinking, okay, now the album's getting better, but it it's kind of like Paula Cole. Um, if, if you ever heard Paula Cole's stuff on CD, it's it has that kind of a sound, but I have to say there's a big difference between how she sounds on CD and how she sounded live. I saw her live, and she was very interesting and a little bit unique, and I thought, huh, that was really cool. And then I heard her stuff on CD, and it's a little bit too normal, so it's better to see... See her live, but but it, it sounded kind of like her or a little bit like Joan Osborne, like the song If God Was One of Us. Um, hey, did you know that man, song? Did you know like, like that Like One of Us. Hey, you did you, know, did like you yeah. know that
1: song, If God Was One of Us, was written <coughs> by uh, two members of the Hooters? <laughs> really? They wrote that? Eric Hyman and Rob Bazillion? Yeah. All right. That's, That's cool.
2: cool. Yeah.
1: And he also wrote, uh, wrote Cindy Lauper one of her famous songs. I forgot which one it was. But they What's wrote, the Hooters uh, hit? Yeah, I remember time the Hooters. Time. And we dance, and we danced day by day, all you zombies. Time after they, they, time
2: is the song, and, and I think that they wrote it with Cindy Locker, Yeah, time after they they time. Didn't they play
1: it. like with a
3: kazoo or something. Yeah, it know, was like have?
1: a Malacca. It's called it. They nicknamed it the Hooters. <laughs> yeah. The Hooters. <laughs> the Hooters. <laughs> I like, like that. Man. Right, Mark? Huh? Some you like of the Yeah, I like the Hooters. That's why Some... I love you, bro. <laughs>
2: Some of their stuff is good, but but not but not, but but you have to really dig dig, dig deep in their catalog. But.
1: All you zombies and is now... a kick <laughs> yeah, right, ass jam.
3: Yeah,
2: right, right, Mark.
1: That yep. <laughs> kicks ass. Open up the pit. They're about to do all you zombies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I, I'm, I'm gonna. What Ralph said about the 70s funk vibe, I had that in my notes, and I like the flamingo guitar in the beginning of this yeah, song. I it. think this song rules, man. I love this song. All right, Mark. Yeah, that's a freaking kick-ass song. And now we get to the song There Was a Time. What would you think of this one, Ralph? Uh, do you know the acronym of this song? No. TWAT. <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: true. T-W-A-T. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, i love it i love that there's another you know it's a little more ballady a little more slowed down and uh I, I i find it to be a beautiful song and i remember uh getting the demo to this and it was called twat uh that was the name of the the demo i don't know if the band intended it to be called that but then i heard the song and I was like oh there was a time that's why it's called twat but uh yeah i like it I, it's very passable not one of my favorites on here but definitely better than the first two songs and and it keeps the album rolling. I, I dig it. What do you think, Lee?
2: I think this is when the album gets actually even better. It's, to me, it's like a better Use Your Illusion tune. Like, like it could have definitely worked on there. And even though I wasn't a fan of Use Your Illusions much, except for maybe a song here or there, but I can't remember what they are and I don't want to, but this I actually like. I think it's, 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 it's a good song.
1: I was listening to this, and I, I it's a well-crafted song, and I think Billy Joel could have sang this song. <laughs> hey,
2: that would be cool.
1: I think this is a really cool song. And then we get to track number seven, Catcher in the Rye. What you think of this one, Ralph? Uh, here
3: they lose me a little bit. Uh, I don't really think it's a bad song. I kind of like the verses, how there's Continuum, you know, how Axel sings in Continuum. But I think this song suffers a bit as far as... Uh, you know the overall structure of the song uh, it's not one of my favorites on here
1: what'd you think Lee yeah
2: I well I thought it was like his heartfelt we are the world moment <laughs> Like, ew. I you know this definitely was one that um, even though Street of Dreams I didn't really like much I can stand it this one Definitely would make me hug that song Street of Dreams in comparison. I, I really don't like it
1: Yeah, I didn't like this song either the music sounds good, but it, the song is just like uh, blah to me. It's like something. I like Ah, Crap, I hate <coughs> like this <laughs> But the music was catchy <laughs> And then we get to the next song scrapped. What'd you think about this one, Ralph? Uh, this is my least favorite on here
3: uh, I really don't like this one at all that ah! Eh, eh, I, I, I'm, I have a bit of a cold guy that's why uh, my voice is a little scratchy but um, yeah, this, this has always been my least favorite on the album. It sounds like uh, they should have kept this as a B-side even you know there is like they wrote 30 songs for this album and uh, and I don't know how the other 30 I know there's one so- ca- song called Silkworm that did make the album that's really bad even worse than this but uh, my least favorite I don't like this one at all. Lee
2: Oh, um, I thought it should have been on Appetite for Destruction. I thought it was great. And I thought it would have made that album even better.
3: What? It's because I
2: mean, this is a song that sounds like Guns N' Roses.
3: Yeah, this song has its shirt tucked in.
2: Well, okay. <laughs> I guess well, so. I, I'm going to have to look for the video. And I'm going to have to... Uh, tweet Masturbate. Axel and, yeah, and, and, and ask um, Axel... To send me a picture of him in a tight shirt. Oh God! And and what? Well, well uh, or may, maybe maybe I won't do it. Maybe Mister Twinkle Purple will do it.
1: Twinkle Purple. Yeah. Who's Twinkle Purple? Lee. Oh,
2: I, uh, uh, well, 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 no, no, it's 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 a guy who will be tweeting people. Who, if I tell him to tweet, he will, and and he won't. Admit to being me. Never mind.
3: At nighttime, Lee puts on a purple tutu, and it's his persona, his superhero persona. Uh-huh. Tinkle purple. You don't
2: actually, have... actually. Actually, I do it when I go to the bathroom, and hey. I go, "Ooh, it's a tinkle purple." Wee.
1: You don't have anybody in a pit telling them it tucks the shirt in or it gets the hose again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in your shirt,
3: or you'll feel the wrath of the Twinkle Purple. Yeah.
2: that's the new song.
1: Yeah, Twinkle Purple. Yeah. yeah. So about this song, I thought it sucked. It was totally boring to, for me. I hated it. At <laughs> <Ew>. least <laughs> liked, liked it. it. Yeah, Lee liked it. <laughs> oh, we
3: dig chicks for their shirts tucked out, Lee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: I thought of myself. Mark was liking everything now he's saying i don't
1: like it. <laughs> well, it's getting into the part of the album some of the songs that i don't like. <laughs>
2: don't
1: like. Oh. The last two so far. And then we get into the next song, uh, how do you say this? Raid in the bad barawngins. Ba- 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 oh,
3: or? oh, you know what? Uh, my bad. That's the, my least favorite. But, right. you know, the the one before well, I think that's the one that goes ah eh. Eh, eh. I, I do I do remember that's my least favorite. I'm sorry guys, uh, but I, did, I didn't like the one before either But yeah, this is the one where it's like so out there that it's like I don't know It's actually trying to reinvent the wheel and and the wheel fell off the rag and it's just uh, not 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 my not my bag daddy. What do you think Lee?
2: I actually kind of liked it because <laughs> It's 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 like welcome to the jungle but mixed with corner shop have you ever heard corner shop?
1: Nope, nope.
2: And you probably don't want to now after I say this. Yeah, but, yep. but but no, they're, they're 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 I really want you to hear corner shop afterwards, just so that you know what I mean. I want you to hear corner shop. But anyway, this this is like a weird kind of um, like sort of like um, da 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 but with a da 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 and a, and a, and a But
3: it works, I thought. Oh, wow. Now I really want to hear it. (laughs) Me (laughs) too.
1: (laughs) I thought the song was a complete mess, and I don't like it.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's too experimental.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and then we get to the next track, track 10, Sorry, which uh, Ralph picked. So here's Sorry on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
5: You like to hurt me, you know that you do.
0: You like to think in some way that it's me and
5: not you. You like to hurt me, jump and be good, but I don't want to do it. You don't know why. Won't act the way you think I should. You thought that'd make me but behave and so.
1: was sorry why did you pick that track uh
3: Prof. yeah it, it tied probably even better than uh if, if the world uh there's just like i said you know about that that uh, that chick that destroyed me uh this is the song that really really emphasized uh what this girl really did to me i mean the lyrics is like damn did axel d- date her you know because it's so it's so her you know it's like um I'm trying to think of a line. There's one line on this song. Give me one second, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm going through the, the lyrics in my head and I'll get, give me like fucking two seconds and I'll, and I'll get it. It says, uh, um, you close your eyes all well and good. And you know, the, the, the one song, the one lyric I hate on this song where he says, I'll kick your ass. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why the fuck do you have to say that? You know, it's just, but, uh, it goes, it's, it's easier to live with the uh the lies about me than to live with the truth about you it's so oh. perfect it so emphasizes this girl because that's what she would do she would make up things about me and and live with it like oh you did this because of this i'm like no i didn't and then like and then when she would fuck up and do some horrible things she would like not want to face it and that's the line that gets me and the vibe of this song really reminds me, even though it doesn't technically sound like anything off it, but it gives me that vibe of Pink Floyd The Wall. That darkness of those depressing parts of that album. It has that, you know, especially that what's going on in the background during, uh, sorry for you, sorry for da It's that really dark undertone on this tune. It really, oh, it just fucking nails it for me. I absolutely love the song. It is my I gotta say, it's my favorite off the album. What do you think, Lee?
2: Yeah, well, first of all, even though my ex-girlfriend wasn't like that, I would have to say there were other people in my life who were like how you just described that song. This is one of my favorites. This one, if you... Well, I only was able to pick two songs, but I... I wanted to pick this one, and I'm glad you did. This is really cool, and 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 it kind of sounds a little bit like, well, I wouldn't have minded, um, you know, doing something like this myself. You know, um, it's 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 a really good song. I, I think it's it's really 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 good.
1: Yeah, I thought this song was cool, and I like the solo in it. <laughs> really, really freaking kick-ass solo. The great song and the lyrics are pretty good. I like them too. And then we get to the next track, track eleven, IRS, which Lee picked. So here's IRS on the Freeform Rock Podcast. <laughs> why'd you pick that track Lee
2: oh, I don't like this one I think it sucks oh I'm sorry I was trying to pretend to be Ralph um, <laughs>
1: hey
4: this, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> this is a strange but cool modern type sound I, I thought it was kind of interesting and weird like me but but in a way that I like like I like me I I kind of dug it
1: do you really like
2: yourself Lee um not not in that way
1: Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to uh, get that clarified. So, what'd you think All about right. it, Ralph? Oh, well, I love this song, Lee. Okay,
2: <laughs> how well, do you like you.
3: those apples, Lee?
2: <laughs> All right,
3: I really like RRS. Uh, gonna call the FBI. It's got a little snotty attitude to it, and uh, I think it's just a cool fucking tune, man. Yeah, it's a little experimental in parts, but I think it's fucking great. It's uh you know and you know as far as this sorry if the world and even another one coming up it's like dude hearing these songs and being not like this huge guns and roses fan i mean hearing these songs i'm like yeah to me it was worth the wait because i think these songs were uh very well thought out very well executed and uh irs was one of them love it
1: what do you think mark yeah this is my favorite song off the album i think it kicks ass and it fucking rocks I love this song. I love I love the the going to call the FBI. I love that shit. And I, I think this album got flack because it wasn't Appetite for Destruction. It was only Axel on here that people liked. And people just like threw a bitch fit. Like they like the Scab Kiss fans throw a bitch fit when you talk shit about their band, you know. <laughs> it's like I bet this album is uh, a lot of people like it more than when it did come out.
2: I actually do myself wanting to hear it more than Appetite for Destruction because Appetite for Destruction was like a good first couple of times you hear it but then it's kind of like it gets old kind of like um you know like like a, a repetitious kiss song but but this is a little more interesting this is a little more weird and so that appeals to me
3: well, I, I love Appetite Appetite I put up there with uh back in black in the first Van Halen album where I just burnt out on it. But it's a great fucking album, regardless, you know?
1: Yeah, it's a great fucking album. I, I don't seem to get burned out of it. I, I like to listen to Night Train all the time. That yeah,
3: sometimes, fun. you know, in my car, when, uh, like, Mr. Brownstone comes on my shuffle, oh, yeah. I, I crank that shit up. So, it's, you know, it's a good album to hear a, a select track off it here and there. Uh, it's So Easy is another good one. I love that album.
1: What's well, that album just got a swing to it, the drums just yeah, yeah. swinging. Yeah, yeah,
3: Well. <laughs> to me, to me, that album, the the album sounds so good because of the rhythm section, because of Adler and Duff. You get rid of either one of them. You get use your illusion. You know, yeah. you get this. It doesn't have that bottom end to me there. Those two guys made that album sound the way it did. Great songs. Great songwriter is great performance from Slash and Axel. But without those two in the back, that album wouldn't have been that good. That's so think. true. And you can hear it on Use Your Illusion. You can hear it. It's like the, the drums are sterile. It doesn't have that dangerous backbeat, you know. But you know, And I think that's why uh, that album is as phenomenal as it is. But a lot of people don't realize that, you know. The reason that Guns N' Roses fills stadiums is because of Axl Rose
1: and a guy in a top hat. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: All right. Let's get into the next track, track 12, Madagascar. What would you think of this one, Ralph? Oh, I love this
3: song. Uh, This is a song that took me a while to get into. Uh, It was the first song I heard, because this is is something they played at uh, MTV Music Awards, the big comeback of Guns N' Roses, and it was a disaster, really, because Axl was out of breath during Welcome to the Jungle. Then they went into this tune, and I didn't like it. I was like, ah, this is a weird fucking churchy type tune. Ah." But, you know, as time gone by and I heard it enough, I think it's a beautifully constructed song, and, and I really like it. I love Mazda, Madagascar. What do you think, Lee? Uh,
2: I thought it kind of sounded like a middle period John Lennon solo song, but <coughs> but I, I, I didn't love it. You know, I like a, some of John Lennon solo stuff, and others I don't like as much. And if this was a John Lennon song, this would have been one that I didn't like as much. I'm not saying I would skip it, It has a good enough thing about it that, yeah, okay, um, if I can't make it to the stereo before the song ends, I'll listen to it. But otherwise, it's not my favorite.
1: I I like it. The guitar work is what makes this song for me. It's a cool song, and like Lee said, I wouldn't skip it. But I I wouldn't try to run to the the stereo to turn it off. (laughs) And then we get into the next song. This I love. What'd you think about this one, Ralph?
3: Oh man, this is probably uh, up there. This is up there, one of my favorites on here. And uh, and you know, I mean, to be con- uh, a little contrast on this album, this is a flat-out love song. This ain't a dark song. This ain't a song about you hurt me, bitch. Uh, this song is, uh, you know, pretty much singing his love to a girl, which is kind of rare. You know, I mean, I mean, yeah, Sweet Child of Mine had it too, but this one i think was even better i i love you know axel is the star of this song and it's something that they played live where you know i'm not the biggest slash fan but i got a hand with the slash when he did the solo to the song when i saw them live it was fucking phenomenal and i just love uh i just love the way that it's just a flat out love song where he's just singing his love for this girl and uh i think it's gorgeous it's beautiful and it's uh, my top three favorite songs on this album, Lee.
2: Uh, it's interesting and it is good, but it sounds like it's not quite as good as another song, which I really like a lot. Which is <coughs> like a, a not a typical song on here, but 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 I'd say though that it's it's sort of like. The untypical good song, but like that song's twin brother, it's 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 not as good. But but if the really good song on a scale of one to ten is like a nine, this is about an eight.
1: Yeah, you could see Axel's Queen influence on this song. It's really a freaking great song. I love it, and the solo just kicks ass. And I I would have
2: liked to hear Queen
1: do it. I I think Queen could have done this song. It, It. Axel loves Queen, ACDC, like I think are his two favorite bands.
3: Yeah, Queen is his favorite band, actually. Yeah,
1: this is like you could tell he's very influenced by Queen. Reckon great song, I love it. And then we get to the last track, which Lee picked called Prostitute. So here's Prostitute. It
5: seems like
6: forever and a day.
1: that was prostitute why'd you pick that track Lee
2: this is a cool song that made me feel good it's like a weird dance tune it's not typical it's the one that I was referring to when I mentioned this is love and but that this is better this this is a really interesting song I'm not going to say it's a heavy song it's 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 a little more melodic and but but it's it's interesting it's what makes me think that this album is worth checking out.
1: What'd you think about it, Ralph?
3: Oh, I love this song. Uh, and again, this was a song that uh, was kind of a grower. I didn't never hated it. I just felt like, ah, oh, whatever, you know, but uh, you know, through the years, man, I really loved the little heavy section where you know dan, dan, that little part, and uh, uh I could be wrong, uh, but I think this song's about slash ah uh, uh, oh. I think I think or I know there's a song on here about slash or you know about the original lineup how that you know cuz Axel uh feels that they all gave up on Guns N Roses but you know Axel was also a little disillusioned cuz Axel really took over the band and they didn't like the, you know how Axel was like you know calling the shots and shit but yeah. Axel saw it differently Axel was like you know hey man you're leaving the band even if I'm calling the shots you must not love the band, but uh, the band—the band became Axl Rose, you know. But I think it's yeah. a really good song. I think it's kind of dark, uh, and, it, and it's got kind of like a, a dark mood to it. And uh, in retrospect, I don't think a better song could have ended this album. This is a good cap off to this uh, unique album.
1: Yep, that's what I said. I said a cool epic song to end this album. It's my second favorite off the album, and I, I really dig this song. And it is the longest song off the, Oh no it isn't, Uh, There Was A Time is the longest song off the album. This is the second longest song by One Second. But this is a great track, and I really love this album. I had it on pre-order from Best Buy. That was the only way you could buy it back then. Came to my house the day it came out, and I've enjoyed it ever since it came out, and I didn't understand the backlash on this album. It's just people just don't like change, was what I was thinking. But uh, I thought it was really good. I now, just,
3: overall, it's a good album. I mean, there's some clunkers, but for the most part, I think Axel fucking nailed it.
1: Well, it's like Ian says on your podcast all the time. He said sometimes they'll make an album too long. I think they could have took off three songs from this album, and it would have been even better. It yeah, is 71 it minutes. That's kind of a long album. <laughs> I agree.
2: Yeah, it took me this long since it came out for me to finally hear the whole album. So that it took them a long time to make it, but it took me a long time to hear it.
1: Well, it took you over 10 years to hear it. it. took them over 10 years to make it, so there you go. <laughs>
2: yeah, actually, um, I, I, I I made no effort whatsoever during the 10 years. And then this morning and last night, I heard it.
1: Uh, that's cool. But this album did sell a million copies in America.
3: <laughs> Interesting. It must have been, like, when it first came out.
1: Yeah, it, it platinum in the United States. It's uh, platinum in the United Kingdom. It went platinum all over the world pretty mm. cool Australia went platinum but their platinum in Australia is only 70,000 units but here it's a million huh. I really think they should yeah. uh, like knock the platinum down to like 50,000 now because nobody buys albums anymore but I don't mm.
2: know
1: huh. it's like nobody wants to pay for music anymore they just feel it's owed to them
2: why not Half if um, an album um, sells 100 copies they just give them a silver gum wrapper <laughs> that's
1: funny <laughs> I'm um, good.
2: So uh, I'd wish I could get a silver gum wrapper. I don't even sell ten.
1: <laughs> that was our review of Chinese democracy. So, uh, Ralph, do you have like a track of the week you'd like to play?
3: Huh? Track of the week? Uh, can it be old?
1: It could be anything you want. I prefer right. it old.
3: All right. I want to. Uh, uh, here's a song. This is really old. Uh, a song that like maybe a year or two ago. Uh, I That's heard...
2: That's
3: not... Oh, sorry. No, I heard... Uh, it, it came out in the early 80s. And it was on the radio back then, but then it just fucking disappeared. And somebody posted on Facebook. I was like, oh, I kind of remember the song. I played it, and oh my God, I absolutely love it. It's uh, Donnie Iris. Uh, the, the artist is called Donnie Iris, and the song is called Alea. Oh, you... yeah,
2: he's kind of old.
1: Yeah. Alea. Yeah. Alea. Okay. Yeah, and, uh... What is it, uh... Lee picked uh, a group called LA Jets with Karen Lawrence called "Balling Out" or Bailin' Out." I think
2: it's yeah, "Balling Out." Probably Polly probably, probably "Balling Out."
1: "Balling Out." And I picked a, a thing about the Metallica EP uh, "Crash Course" and "Brain Surgery." Their cover of that. No album. Hooters. No Hooters. We did do a podcast on the Hooters second album. <laughs> Karen
2: Lawrence is a really good singer who's done various different stuff, and nobody ever. Here's her stuff, but if you can check her out, I I, I think she's she's an underrated singer from the mid '70s, early '80s.
1: And uh, today is the the day that Karen Carpenter died, so I just want to give a shout out to that. Even though I don't really care for the Carpenters, there's probably some people okay. out there who do. <laughs> I do. I yeah. actually like. Them. Oh, okay. Yeah, my fiance loves the Carpenters. So. Top of the world. That's yeah. my favorite Carpenters tune. That is a good song. All right. Love it. They, They're so catchy. It's like, Abba, I don't like them, but they they get in your head, and you just keep playing and playing and playing. You can't get them out of your head. Oh, yeah, Abba rules. Yeah, I know you like them. No,
3: no matter what Lee says.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, yeah. I had um, someone who was like a girlfriend who kept listening to Ace of Bass, and I thought that they just sounded like Abba. And then she would all of a sudden play nothing but Abba. But, but she was a nice lady, and I liked her, so that was the only thing that I didn't really like.
1: Oh, uh, my first wife had all the Ace of Bass, and I heard that crap all the time. I hate that band. <laughs> I don't even know who they are. Yeah, they're the ones that sing, ah, I saw the sign. <laughs>
2: um, you're, you're, yeah. you're, you're lucky if you didn't hear, hear them. It. Yeah, you're, just
1: stay away from them. Yeah. <laughs> they do get yeah. catchy, too. But you never know, um, you might like, like them.
2: Like a virus.
1: <laughs> like a virus. All right, so here's our tracks of the week. Metallica, Crash Course in Brain Surgery, LA Jets with Karen Lawrence bailing out, and Donnie Iris, Alea, on the Free For Rock podcast. Until next day, uh, next week, but before we go, Ralph, do you have anything to promote?
3: Uh, Almost Human 56 uh, YouTube page, the Dr. Fuck YouTube page. Uh, I update it every day with reaction videos. I'm going to have some Lee Gertzman reaction videos soon. Um, right on, and uh, That's be the the rock and metal combat podcast and the Doctor Fuck show on that metal station every Thursday night at eight p.m. Eastern time.
1: All right, and Lee also has the Lee Gershman show, which we pay the promo at the end of the show. So, uh, and also check on oh, out- the Vieira Vault is back. By the way, yeah, I'm happy about that. When's the new show going to come out? Uh, I'm working on it. Working on. All right, man. So here we go. We're going to play you, out mean, with-
2: you, 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 you. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Lee. I have no idea what when, when my next show is. <laughs>
1: it's whenever the wind blows, right?
2: It's it could be between the next ten minutes and the next ten years, but it will be on. All right. So
1: here's Metallica, LA Jets, and Donnie Iris. Until next week, man. And thank you, Ralph, for coming on the show. Take it hey, easy. Hey, that's
3: cool. Uh, thanks for having me. All
1: right. Bye. Thank Lee. you.
2: All right. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye. Hey.
1: into the promos
0: hello folks this is the rock sponge Terrence Reardon of the Terrence Reardon and friends
1: podcast join yours truly every week as I look at a different classic rock and or metal album that had an impact on my life and or rock music in general and I'm usually joined by a
3: friend or two and there's no country or rap or techno bullshit on the show
1: because I hate those fucking music genres techno and rap and country sucks So, if you want a kick-ass rock and roll podcast, check out the Terrence Reardon and Friends podcast every week on YouTube and now on Podbean and iTunes. So, yes, folks, I'm available in two different, three different ways: Podbean and iTunes for the audio, and YouTube for the visual. Thank you very much.
5: Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I wanna rock. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. You gotta fight for your. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We've got Bush. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. That's right, bangers. Cold beer, hot women, loud music, and copious amounts of hairspray and spandex.
3: Every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern, the Big Bushy Power Hour is the biggest party on that metal station.com.
0: From New York.
4: Hey, 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 hey!
5: What up, bangers? From North
1: Carolina, Skitter Pal Meow Meow. This is Bushy Bushy and the Mountain Man. Tune in every week for your listening pleasure only on the plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man. You can find us on Hot Bean and
5: iTunes. Thank you very much. You haven't listened to Mars Attacks podcast? What are you waiting for, man? Host Victor M. Ruiz brings you all types of hard rock and metal-based podcasts. You'll find everything from music-based episodes, interviews, to series such as ultra-sexy classic album series, where some of your favorite musicians, producers, journalists, and show hosts comments on the albums that push the evolutionary chains of hard rock and metal. Get with it and go to marsattacksradio.com
2: to find out more. Punch it. Get blasted. Hey, this is Lee Gerstman and if you like to hear some stuff that's like, you don't know what it's gonna be and even if it's stuff that I don't even know what it's gonna be, check me out on what I call the Lee Gerstman Show. And it's just me doing reviews or me doing horsing around or whatever I'm doing check it out please you have just listened to the freeform rock podcast all music
1: played on the freeform rock podcast belongs to its owner if you like it go out and buy it get your music on Amazon iTunes or at your local record store support what you love support the artist by seeing them live purchase their music The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the
0: next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.